What the fuck is up, everyone? We're back with another episode of Bar Talk. If we should call it that, it's me, myself, and I today riding solo. Hunter has become enlightened lately, and he has embarked on the noble journey of going to fight in Ukraine. Um, So he joined a mercenary group, and um, that is what he's up to now. Sorry, I had to fix the fucking audio on this bitch. Because that shit never works. Um, so it's going to be me today. And we got some stuff to talk about. It probably won't be a long episode. But uh, I saw a news article on ABC. And uh, the news article's title is, Passengers on Antarctic Cruise Ship Hit by Deadly Rogue Wave Speak Out. And so basically one person died. Everybody's like, ah, how could this happen? I'm like, do you not remember? Have you never seen Titanic? You know? Do you not know how that fucking story ends? You're hit by a rogue wave. You know what the ocean's literally made out of? Waves, you fucking moron. You know, it's like me walking into a jungle and I get attacked by a tiger. And I'm like, well, how could this happen? How could this happen when I'm in the jungle? No. It's like if I go to the desert and I'm like shocked that it's hot and I'm thirsty. You know, egg in my face. Just smack me right there. Um... I mean, God, what like the you know, risk is inherent with life, man. That's what people don't realize anymore. You know, risk is inherent with life. And you saw that during the pandemic because there are people like, how could this happen? There's so many people dying. You know, and that's a part of fucking life, man. You're gonna die. You're gonna die. You know, and we're obsessed with safety now. We're obsessed with safety. And um, it's a big problem, and I think it's because death has become so, um, so distant in our lives, you know. Because throughout history, mortality was ambiguous. You know, you didn't know how long you got. You know, you're living in a village, and you're fucking raking cow shit all day, and you didn't know if uh, oh, this could be the day that a a uh, barbarian comes and rapes my whole family and slits my throat. You didn't know. You didn't fucking know. So you enjoyed every day because you didn't know if it was your last. But now we automatically plan, you know, till we're 80, man. You know, people be planning for fucking retirement. That's insane. That's insane, dude. You know, like you can't, we just, we just automatically assume that we're going to live to 78 in this world. And that, that, what does that do? That makes it to where you're not living life fully. You're like, oh, should I go talk to this girl? Oh, should I go try and get this job? Oh, should I invest in this? And you're like, nah, I'll do it tomorrow. Sorry, I'm burping. I had a uh, Americano. It's gotten the gases um, bolstering. Um, 
but yeah, and that's that's a problem, man. And then when the pandemic rolls around and you you give people a boogeyman to be scared of, you know, they'll run they'll run to the government for help. And um you know, yeah. But uh Yeah, what else? Oh, my my friend told me something really funny. I have this coworker, she's Hispanic. And she made a really great point that I I never really knew before either. She said, um, white people go hard on Cinco de Mayo and Hispanics go hard on Thanksgiving. And that was just like the funniest shit ever to me, dude. That was the funny, like the thought of me being in Springville, Alabama, listening to my aunt talk about how Joe Biden is really just Obama in a skin suit, um, while I'm eating unseasoned dry turkey. Meanwhile, there's a family of Hispanics, a tequila bottle deep, going loco. That and it also amuses me even more the fact that my white ass is on Cinco de Mayo, eight margaritas deep, and then there's a family of Hispanics sitting very tamely reminiscing and paying homage to Mexico's independence. That amuses me. That's a cultural appropriation right there. But what's the problem with that? Everybody's having fun. You know? I'm not having fun on Thanksgiving. Hispanics are. That's fine. I'm not gonna say, hey, no, you're gonna you're gonna have shitty turkey with me. Essay? No. I'm gonna say, hey, have your fun, bro. Have your fun. That's okay with me. And you know what? I'm going to have fun on your Independence Day. And they fine with that too. It, they don't fucking care. So, um, yeah. That's funny to me, man. I don't know how that really got flip-flopped. I don't know why Hispanics decided to celebrate pilgrims and we decided to celebrate our neighbor's independence. But hey, you know, fuck it. It is what it is, bro. Is what it is. What is Canada's Independence Day? Let's see. Does anything go on for that? It's actually a great question. Because we all know they were ruled by France, and that's why they're so pussy, is because um, France is a pussy ass country. Let's see. July 1st. Bro! In that fucking. Is that Pride Month? What day is Pride Month? What what month is Pride Month? Come on. Is it July? June. It's June. You came close, man. You came close. You came close to getting canceled. Put on no death. Um But yeah, no, I mean I, I like Mexicans more than, than Canadians anyway. You give me a country to live in, I ain't choosing fucking the Arctic. Filled with a bunch of furries. Now I'm going to Mexico. And I'm fucking getting in with the cartel man. And I'm I'm fucking you know. I'm becoming a king. Andrew Tate went to Romania. I'm finna go to Mexico. Mexico. Have fun with my essays. Know what I'm saying? Because Hispanics don't have fun man. They're good people bro. They are good people. I used to be in landscaping. And um, 
we had this guy, we had this guy, because they were so funny, dude, they were so funny, there's this little guy, and I'm pretty sure we've talked about this on a podcast before, but there's this little man, and he was like a little dwarf, you know, like, he was like, he was like if if the if Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs was about dwarfs in the cartel. That's what this guy was like. And he um he fucking every morning we'd get there at six and then I have to leave on the trucks to go to the to go to the sites. And um he I would be trying to take a nap and this man would just be going hundred miles per hour. Like if there were ever the human embodiment of a chihuahua, it was this, it was this right here. And I didn't even know what he was saying. I didn't even know what he was saying. I took three years of Spanish, and I'm telling you right now, this wasn't Spanish. This was straight Mexican, dude. This was Mexican. There were words I never even heard of. He'd say, cocho. He'd call me, he called me cabron. He called me cabron, which means... Many people don't know this. Cabron means bastard or baby goat. And you know, some people would would be upset with that, but I, I took that as a term of endearment, you know. One, because I'm a hard motherfucker, but two, because it was it was like they were teasing me, you know? You know, like you know when you get close to someone and then all of a sudden they start teasing you. That's when you know you're really close. But if you're all friendly all the time, that's just a surface level relationship. If I'm friendly to you all the time, I don't like you. And I think that's most people. But, and I'm not really friendly to anyone, but if I'm being overtly friendly to you around the clock, that means I do not like you. Or I just don't feel comfortable with you, you know? Like at my job, we have fat women come in. Um, they come in and order like cauldrons of Alfredo, you know? Like they'll come in and they'll order like chicken Alfredo with Alfredo dipping sauce with an appetite, like stuffed ziti fritta with Alfredo to dip it in. And then for dessert, they'll get like a brownie with Alfredo on it. You know, I half expect them to fucking order Alfredo to drink. Um, and those people make me feel uncomfortable. So I'm really nice to them. Because I'm not going to be mean to them. Because I'm, I'm, I'm not sure they take it well. You know? If they asked me what I thought about their, their physical status... I probably would not give them the answer they wanted. So I shield them from the truth. It's really to protect people because I care deeply about everyone. And I'm a very nice person. Um, but what else, man? What else? Oh, we got Rachel Levine popping off, dude. Rachel Levine. For those of y'all who don't know Rachel Levine... She um she is a trans woman who used to be a man and um she is now the four star general admiral of the United States Public Health Service Commission Corps. Four 
Star General. And for those of y'all who don't know what that means, the four-star general is the highest rank you can have in the military in peacetime. So like in in like World War II, we had a five-star general was Eisenhower. Um, we've had a couple others. I could care less. But four-star is the highest you can get in a time like this. And she got it. And what's funny about this is that every other general in the military, like Millie, for instance, Joint Chief of Staff, he went through you know ROTC, or you can go through OCS. You become a second lieutenant, and you go through the ranks. You know, you got second lieutenant, first lieutenant, captain, lieutenant colonel, colonel. Then you go to the generals, right? And so you have to get through all those. So usually generals have spent twenty years in the military plus, and this bitch just gets in right off the go. So let's see, let's see what she came from. American pediatrician. That's good. So a kid's doctor. A kid's doctor. Four-star admiral. Isn't that fun? Isn't that fun? You know, I had a pediatrician. His name was Dr. Tim. And he would swab my throat. And that was about it. If I got a cough and my throat was sore, he'd say, hey, drink some honey. Expert advice. Now imagine that advice being of a four-star general without ever having been in the military. I mean, that's crazy. It's like if you... If someone had never touched a football before, right? If someone never touched a football before. And so you give them a football. And they're like, oh, wow, this is the first time I've touched a football. And then you make them the starting quarterback of the Patriots. It's like, hey, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? It's like taking a janitor at Disney World, and then making him CEO. What are you doing here? You know, so any janitor out there, um, I guess something positive you can take from this is that if you go trans, you will be promoted at an extremely rapid rate. Um, and that gives you hope. That gives you hope. But, um, you know, yeah, like how does, I'm not, I don't know anything about her credentials. I'm not going to say she's dumb just because she's trans. She could be very smart. I have no idea. Um, she probably is very smart, but like, obviously she got this position because she's trans. And I don't know if you've ever seen her. I might try to throw up a pick. I might try to throw up a pic of her if I so desire, um, but she looks like Mrs. Doubtfire. That's what she looks like, you know? She looks like Mrs. Doubtfire. Like, picture Humpty Dumpty. Picture an egg, okay? 
picture an egg. Get that going in the brain. Now put a wig on the egg. That's what she looks like. So um, she got the role, obviously. Like she looks like my alcoholic drunk uncle in fucking drag. Like it's crazy. Um, and then, okay, so there's there's another. Sam Brenton, that's who it was. <clears throat> so Sam Brenton, nuclear engineer and LGBTQ activist, they, that's their pronouns, they, them, they currently serve as the Deputy Assistant Secretary of Spent Fuel and Waste Disposition in the Office of Nuclear Energy. I'm going to be honest, that sounds like a made-up bullshit position. Um, but, I mean, this person, and I'll throw up a pic of them too, they look like a me character that I would have made when I was eight just fucking around. Like, they're bald. In some of these, they got a mustache. They got the lipstick on. Uh, they fucking, I mean, crate got put the dress, high heels, Oh, here she is with a bunch of um, GIMP people. So that's fine. So we have high-ranking officials who are walking around with people dressed as GIMP dogs. I'm not going to say anymore. That's my only point. That's my only point. It's actually not even a point. I'm just making a... Uh, I'm just pointing something out. Um, Nancy Pelosi has apparently been on vacation. She said, don't text, bitch. She's done. Um, I think I heard she went to the Bahamas. And... Because um, she's done. She's out of here. You know, she's done. Um... No, I can't find it. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't her. I can't remember. But like that's what all the all the they do. Like they they all go on vacations. Like remember when uh Ted Cruz when Texas was um in a blizzard and looked like a scene from the final season of Game of Thrones? Uh Ted Cruz just went to Mexico to go, you know, um do lines in Tijuana and fuck hookers. You know, and that's that's fun. Um you know, personal choice. Hey, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it. If my house is cold, I'm going to leave. But I'm also not going to act like I'm Mr. Moral Purity here. You know? You know? Um, If you're a piece of shit, admit you're a piece of shit. That's all I'm saying. And so, but she's she's been doing really fun things like she she's um been an inside trading for a while which is hilarious because insider training for people who are in congress or the senate is legal but if you are insider trading and you have a c-suite position it's illegal you know that's a classic example of people who make the rules have the power you know, like it, it's like if I'm a politician and I and I say murder's illegal, 
but not if you're in Congress, right? You know, it has no adherence to moral fabric. It's just rules for thee, but not for me, especially if me makes them, you know? Um, but that's it about the politics. Who gives a fuck? Okay, Warnick won. That's great. Let's make churches into Planned Parenthoods. I don't give a fuck. I don't really care. Politics doesn't matter. It's all fake. Every politician, right or left, is either trying to take away your money or your rights. And if they ain't taking away one, they're taking away the other. And if they, you think they've taken neither, that means they've already taken both. So keep that in mind next time you walk up to the polls so so enthusiastically. Next time your grandma or your great aunt starts talking about Obama in the skin suit, bust that one out of there. Huh? But enough about it. Who gives a fuck? It's all stupid. Um I've become addicted to coffee lately, man. And I I said I was never going to become the person that liked coffee. Um, but the thing was, is that I was start when I, I used to drink Celsius, right? Like I have them in the corner back there. I used to drink Celsius and I have like a Celsius a day, man. Like I'm, I'm definitely addicted to caffeine, but I don't give a fuck. Um, and I could feel like my vagina Forming, And so I said, hey, look, this might be time to stop. So I decided to get on coffee. And um, I had my first coffee from a gas station. I was like, fuck it, I'll try it. I heard on a podcast that Colombian coffee was really good, so I tried that. And I liked it. I felt like wired. Like I felt really good. Um, and then I went to a coffee shop nearby called Jethro's. That place is great. Keep it up, baby. And um, I had an Americano, which is espresso and water. And that's how I like it. That's how I like it. You know, the lady was like surprised. She was like, oh my God, I don't know how you drink this. And I said, I'm just like that. You know? She said, oh my God, you might need to buy a fly swat. And I was like, why? And she was like, because you're so fly with it. So coffee, coffee's great. I like it. It gives me a different kind of buzz. It makes me feel wired, man. Like I'm ready to fucking go, you know? Energy drinks are too much of a rush and then a crash, dude. Like, you just, you know. Because once that vagina begins to form, you can get it with some energy for a little while, but then it settles in and it starts to just, like, you know, take away your life force. And I am about that. I got to keep my, my nutsack full, man. I got to keep my balls healthy. Now, I've been taking cold showers lately. And, man, let me tell y'all something. Cold showers are magical, especially if you're a man. If you're a man 
take cold showers, dude. Take cold showers. I had one time, because I'm also on NoFap, so semen retention. Um, thank you, Kevin Gates. And uh, I took a cold shower once, and it spiked my testosterone so high that I got blue balls from the shower. I got blue balls from the shower. But they're amazing, dude. They're amazing. There are like numerous health benefits. Like one of them, I'll try to find it right now. Um, one of them was like, um, it reduces anxiety because it lowers your blood pressure because it slows down blood flow. I'll try to find that one. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, so here we go. Anxiety often comes with an increased heart rate and high blood pressure. Exposure to cold water lowers the heart rate, which makes you feel calmer and thus less anxious. With science, there is a commonly held belief that regular exposure to cold water, such as taking a cold shower every day, boosts the immune system. It is not anxiety... It is not that anxiety is caused by lower immune function per se, but it is linked to increased inflammation, which could lead to more frequent illnesses and overtiredness. So anxiety relief definitely can be res the result of exposure to cold water. What I fucking say to you, man. What I fucking say. Everything I say is right. Um, but yeah, they also make you feel like more, more alert, you know, it wakes you up, man. Like it's, it's good shit. Just do it. Just do it. I know it's hard. Sometimes you just gotta do it. You know, sometimes shit, you just gotta do, you just gotta do the shit, you know? Like if you're fat and the solution is to eat healthier and go to the gym and you're like, I don't know, it's too hard. I'll say to you, you just gotta do it. Just gotta do it. It's as simple as that, man. It's as fucking simple as that. You just gotta do it. You know? And there's power in that. There's power in that. Because then you realize, like, like, you know how your football coach told you? They're like, your excuses only hurt yourself. Well, it, you know, and you didn't know what it meant. And it was like a stupid little thing that they just regurgitated that they heard from their fucking inbred football coach in Mississippi back in the 80s. Uh, they don't even know the meaning of it, but it does actually make sense. And... It makes sense because, all right, back to the fat analogy, right? So if I'm a fat guy and I walk into the bar and I go to up to some hot bitch and we're talking or whatever and I'm trying to fuck her and, and uh, I start explaining why I'm fat to her, I say, yeah, you know, I have a thyroid problem. That wouldn't be it. No, it's more like, I have a thyroid problem and... 
I just can't work out because I don't have time, and I just like I eat my feelings away, and yeah. You think she's gonna be like, oh, okay, now that you put it that way, now I'll fuck you? No, she's gonna be thinking fat, fat. Doesn't matter what excuses you say; it might make you feel better, you know. But she's not going to give her action recourse because of the excuses you made. So then what do the excuses do? Well, they don't really only affect you because they ain't affecting her. She don't fucking care. They're only affecting you. They're the things that are keeping you from doing the thing you know you're supposed to do. I'm getting very Andrew Tate-esque. Sigma male. Um, but yeah, you know, that's how, that's how excuses only hurt you because, you know, they ain't hurting anybody else. If you don't do the extra rap, uh, Jonathan from Buffalo ain't going to be hurting, you know, you are because he's working and in 20 years from now, 20 years worth of not doing that extra set. And Jonathan has been, and he knocks on that front door, and he says, hey, buddy, I'm here to kill you today. And then y'all go into a death match, and he wins because he's that much stronger than you. Then you're going to regret it. Then you're going to regret it. You're going to regret it. That's why you got to do everything to The max. Everything. There's a quote from Bruce Lee. If you want to do your duty properly, you must do more than your duty. So do more than your duty. Do it today. And it ain't going to feel comfortable. It ain't going to feel comfortable. But you just gotta do it. So the moral of this story is just don't get on the boat to the Antarctic. Um, but yeah, guys, I think that's uh, going to wrap it up for today. Short episode. I told you. I know. Hunter's fighting nobly in the Ukraine trying to uh, kill Putin. And if anybody's capable of doing it, it is Hunter Monahan, Def Lef. Um. Keep listening to the pod. Like, like, comment, subscribe. Share it to your mother. Um, you know, share it to your father. Just say, you know, when you do that, also send it with a text message saying, hey, but make sure, make sure you keep a bucket of water nearby. And they'll say, why? And you'll say, because they're on fire. They're on fire, dude. Um, follow our TikTok, bar underscore talk. Def left on Apple Music and Spotify, anywhere you can find music. Um, but yeah, man. Take it easy.